The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. As promised, Premier Jason Kenney has put into law the bill crafted by the previous NDP government that is designed to turn off the taps to BC if needed. Bill 12 or the Preserving... Preserving Canada's Economic Prosperity Act would allow the government to direct truckers, pipeline companies and rail operators on how much product could be shipped and when. Uh, Jason Kenney, though, saying that he's hoping to find common ground with B.C. and B.C. Premier John Horgan first. I've always said, Graham, that uh, my intention as a new Premier is to uh, seek common ground and to try to explain uh, the position of Alberta uh, to Premier Horgan uh, and for that matter to Premier Legault on these energy issues and to Prime Minister Trudeau, uh, which I hope to do uh, at greater length in the near future. So I've always said we want to start uh, by trying to uh, build relationships, find common ground uh, and not start immediately with uh, our highest card to play. I've always said that um, using this legislation would be the final and not the first step in um, uh, responding to a campaign of obstruction. Uh, so, but what we're demonstrating by proclaiming into Law Bill 12 is that we uh, are prepared, if necessary, if uh, there is no other way to defend our interests, we're prepared to use this very powerful tool. Uh, the NDP opposition leader, Rachel Notley, today saying it's poor timing, a timing on Kenny's part to proclaim Bill 12 right now. She is saying now the law will only get bogged down in a legal battle before it can even be used. And shortly after Premier Kenny's comments, officials in B.C. filed legal paperwork signaling plans to fight Bill 12 on the grounds it's unconstitutional. This was uh, B.C. Premier John Horgan. He did advise me that they were going to proceed with enacting and proclaiming Bill 12, their bill to restrict the flow of oil and gas products to British Columbia. He said that he had no plans to use the bill, but felt as it was a key election commitment that he would proceed with it. Regardless, uh, our lawyers today filed two actions in court to strike down the bill because we believe it's unconstitutional. Joining us this afternoon is Keith Baldry, the Legislative Bureau Chief for Global BC. Keith, thanks for taking the time. Pleasure to be here. Okay, Keith, what's the reaction to all of this uh, in BC and at the legislature today? Oh, people are certainly talking about this, and, and it, it was anticipated. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've all been waiting for Jason Kenney to arrive. We, the polls were indicating for a long time he was going to be the next premier. And whether or not his rhetoric in opposition on, on the campaign trail would match his actions as uh, premier. I know the, the impression out here is he's softened his rhetoric. Mm -hmm. He's um, not uh, sort of wanting to go to the barricades quite yet, but he's not abandoning necessarily uh, the threats. And that's why you had um, the BC Attorney General here, David Eby, let us know a couple weeks ago. He had lawyers on basically on a moment's notice in Calgary, mm -hmm. ready to go to the Court of Queen's bench immediately upon hearing of the proclamation into law of Bill 12, and that's exactly what happened this morning, as you noted, a 10-page statement of claim. And so now we're left with this very strange situation where B.C. is arguing in court that Alberta does not have the right to control what flows through a pipeline in terms of fuel, uh, and also in court arguing that B.C. has the right to determine what flows through a, a mm. pipeline in terms of a certain kind of fuel. I put that question to John Horgan at that news conference this morning. I said, it's got to be inconsistent at the very least. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, how can you 
square those principles. He didn't really answer it. His, he maintains there's a fundamental difference between heavy crude and light uh, refined yeah. oil. Um, but still, it strikes me, the fundamental argument is who controls the pipeline. And I think BC's trying to have it both ways. Uh, you know what? We heard uh, Premier Kenny saying here that uh, uh, talking about BC's campaign of obstruction, former Premier uh, Rachel Notley today saying that, in fact, in the last two years, BC has not been holding up permits. Um, your reaction and, and Premier Horgan's um, reaction to the to those comments about the obstruction and and, and to add Premier Kenny saying that he's going to write a letter to Premier Horgan in the next couple of days outlining things. What would be in there, Keith? Well, that's a, that was one uh, comment from Mr. Kenny that took everybody out here by surprise because the government has from time to time released documents to show how many permits have been requested by the pipe by Kinder Morgan and now Trans Mountain and the, and the federal government. How many have been granted and how many are being processed? Not a single one has been turned down. So when Jason Kenney said they've turned down permits, a lot of people's heads scratching over here, like, what are you referring to? He may be referring to attempts by the municipality of Burnaby, where mm. the pipeline's terminus is located, of uh, that municipality was trying to turn down permits and was active in courts. They lost every time. But the B.C. government uh, has made it clear from day one, uh, much to a lot of new Democrats' surprise, the legal opinion was the B.C. government has no legal ability to stop the pipeline. Mm-hmm. It must be built, and therefore all permits must be granted. Our information, that continues to be uh, the case. The one thing the B.C. government's doing is what I mentioned, is this somewhat obscure constitutional reference case about who controls what's in the pipe. Yeah. And that is still winding its way through the court. So when Mr. Kenny talks about who's blocking the pipeline, I, the view out here is, what are you going after us for? It's really the Court of Appeal, the Federal Court of Appeal, and the federal government whose handling of the of pipeline has caused the court to set it back. That's where the problem is. It's not here in B.C. Well, and that is the thing that uh, numerous people are pointing out, and again, Rachel Notley pointed out again today, is that the holdup right now is with the Trudeau Liberals, mm-hmm. and that's where things need to be focused on. We know we had the the uh, the the 90-day uh, extension on the recommendations and the continuing uh, consultations with the Indigenous communities, yep. and that's been a challenge, and now we're seeing another delay announced a couple of weeks ago. So um, to me, it seems like I'd be putting more pressure on out there, but having said that, Keith, I mean, you got to say, and I've got text coming in right now, and you can just imagine saying, you know what, Premier Kenny said he was going to do it, and he did it, and so if it's just posturing, it doesn't matter, it looks like he's standing up for Alberta oil. And that's what he, from his personal interest, political interest, that's what he's got to do. Yeah. Horgan has to do what he has to do. Where Kenny made a bit of a some interesting, I wouldn't call it a master stroke, but it was one again that caught the attention of people out here this morning when he realized and pointed out what's going on in Metro Vancouver right now with gas prices. Yeah, let's talk about that. Escalating to one seventy a liter, perhaps approaching two dollars a liter. Gosh, uh, that's got everybody having heart attacks out here. Kenny smartly linked building yeah. the pipeline to potentially lowering the price of gas. Uh, Horgan seemed to anticipate that uh, line of question when he came to the news conference because he had with him all sorts of figures and data uh, of what's actually in the pipeline right now and what would be in the second pipeline. And Mm -hmm. he knows that by connecting the pipeline to the price of gas at the pump, that he's vulnerable on that point. The B.C. Liberal opposition here for weeks now have been hammering Horgan in the House on this issue. Mm -hmm. He's been all over the map in his response. And Jason Kenney, I think, smartly took advantage of that somewhat, um, wouldn't say desperate situation Horgan finds himself in, but a position he's vulnerable, an issue he's vulnerable on, 
and Kenny Smart to connect the two. Well, absolutely. I mean, if, uh, you know, I think you know, my, my colleague Ryan Jesperson mentioned this morning, if you have people who can't afford to live in downtown Vancouver and have to make a big commute, could be a couple of hours on the road, depending on where they're living, because they can't afford to live in uh, Vancouver uh, Metro, that the price of gas, that commute, that's going to really, really hit hard for a lot of folks. But that was it. He was pounding that and pounding that. But you know what? I've had analysts on my show saying that, no, that's not necessarily the reason they're talking about taxes, they're talking about capacity, that um, that it's not, it's not just the pipeline. Well, no, it's not just the pipeline. It, 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 there is a quite, well, first of all, taxes are a big uh, role. The 35 mm-hmm. cents a litre is what the province uh, collects for, for transit fees, gas tax fees, the carbon tax, of course, which keeps going up. Horgan doesn't want to touch those, but he may be under pressure to at, at least revisit some of them. The other uh, question, or the other issue here is supply. Uh, we get yeah. 65% of our gas from Alberta. Uh, we don't have we have one small refinery in Metro Vancouver. We really don't have refining capacity. We get some from Washington State. Uh, the argument, one of the argument is that you take bitumen out of the existing Trans Mountain pipeline uh, and replace it with refined fuel from Alberta, that that would increase the supply of gas in Metro Vancouver and theoretically drive the price down. For the first time today, Premier Horgan made the point that the Trudeau government owns that pipeline mm-hmm. and it can decide what's in the pipeline. Wow. And why doesn't it decide to take bitumen out and put gas in? which leaves begging the question, where does the bitumen go? Mm. And that would bolster the case for the second pipeline being built. So this is an evolving story. I'm sure you and I are going to talk about this in the weeks ahead. It's fascinating to watch this from a sort of a a provincial relations point of view, but also with the consumer now being dragged into this in a way that wasn't there before in in the debate about uh, the pipeline. It's Uh, there now. I'm like, fasten your seatbelts, folks. This is going to be a crazy summer. Uh, Just before I let you go, Keith, I know you have a busy day today as well. Uh, What's next? I know Premier... uh, Kenny saying today that he was hoping to talk again with Premier Horgan uh, shortly. Did uh, Premier Horgan say, uh, give any timeline on when that might happen or what he's hearing at all? No, he's hoping that uh, he has continued conversations with uh, Mr. Kenny. They're going to be meeting, of course, at the Western Premier's Conference, yep. I believe, in June. Kenny hopes to, perhaps, I think he's told your audience out there that he hopes to have a visit before then, Yeah. perhaps in Victoria, Vancouver. Uh, we, I can tell you, on behalf of the Victoria Legislature Press Gallery, we really hope he comes to Victoria because <laughs> that would be one heck of a meeting to cover and uh, I would, wouldn't say there'd be fireworks but I think uh, Kenny has caught the attention of this government unlike any other provincial premier I've ever seen I've been covering this beat for well more than 30 years It's a, he's a new player he's a dynamic that hasn't existed before Absolutely. and he's got the NDP a little off, the, off its game right now well it's going to be interesting to watch Keith I appreciate you taking the time to join us today anytime take care there you go Keith Baldry the uh, legislative bureau chief at Global BC